go. <laughs> Say it. Say it. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Mean it. Say it again. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Oh, not sexy, like real. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Nailed it. Uh, <clears throat> this is the Boogie Monster with Dave and Kyle, and we use coasters. <laughs> I think we probably got maybe. Uh, well, unless this winds up being the first one, what you looking around about? Well, I just realized I just gave you my coaster, but now, oh, now we got the same problem. But I'm on honestly, my end of the you table. know what? It's more OCD of each drink having a coaster than yeah. I care about this fifty dollars. I can't. All right. Table. Well, if you don't care, I don't care. It's your furniture. Yeah. You know, you try and keep it nice. Mm-hmm. Like you try, like it's like shit. It's just IKEA furniture, but it's like, well, I bought it because it's gonna fit in this part of the house. Like. Try and keep your things nice when you didn't have a lot of nice stuff. Is this the table you got mad at yourself trying to build and you took a nap to Cheers rerun? All of it. Everything yeah. I've gotten from Ikea, I've gotten pissed off at. The TV stand, I fucked up and I nailed the back of it to the front of it and had, <laughs> and had to drive all the way back to Ikea. Oh, man. Which, which is a bore like, oh, yeah, this is like uh, broken or something. There's just nail holes. Like, obviously, <laughs> and I just nailed through the wrong pieces. Oh man, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Let's see. Good weeks. Yeah, I was in uh, I was in British Columbia, and uh, I was in the heart of Bigfoot country. Nice. Saw some bears, but didn't see any Bigfoot. You sure they were bears? Pretty sure they were bears. On all fours, Uh big brother guys, and not not trying to hide. So what do you mean you saw bears? You just oh, I was was on a ski lift. I was mountain biking because I'm a pretty rad dude. I'm a shredder, (laughs) and. People don't know that about me. I'm a pretty extreme guy. I always tell people that. I was like, yeah, he's a pretty good comedian, but really, he's just rad. Once Red Bull yeah. gets wind of what I'm doing, uh-huh. I probably, I would guess a free hat. <laughs> but at the very least, you want me to wear that free hat around, let people know, yeah, I'm a pretty rad dude. So what were you, what were you in Vancouver for? I did a, uh, I was doing a Pemberton Music Festival. Very fun. Only The only band I saw, I only Watch bands Saturday. I saw Mastodon. I saw Ice Cube. Nice. I love Mastodon. It's, uh, yeah, so many white women flash their boobs at Ice Cube during Fuck the Police. How which, was, was was his performance good? I've yeah, never I mean, been to a rap concert. I was, uh, well, I, I, it's not my go-to music. Mm-hmm. And, and admittedly, I don't know how it sounds like, if I listen to it in a car, I feel... Like even if it's stuff I like, I feel like I'm trying too hard. Like is it? I don't want this to come out <clears throat> sounding bad. It's not like it's not the music. I'm like, oh man, I must look like a total dork listening to this. Yeah, well, I like, get oh, it. I'm try- like, and it's just it's self involved. It's worrying about you know how who, sh- who gives a shit how you look to strangers. But I, I was like, I can't, I don't want to I don't want to listen to. Loud rap music that has the N word and be okay. Like I'm a white guy listening yeah, to it with the windows down. Yeah, I'm like I feel like I look like a an idiot. Not because of the music, but yeah. because I, I'm like yeah. That's a real goober move. Yeah, just see the or loud music because I got nothing on the Jeep, so all music is loud music because mm-hmm. it has to be loud to hear it with all the doors and mm-hmm. the roof off the Jeep. But then it's super loud when I pull up like. Anybody listening to loud music looks like an asshole. Exactly, and rarely do I see anyone in a car listening to very loud music that's worth a damn. It's right. always just horrible nonsense. How how often do you look back and realize like when you were 
like I, even in my twenties, like no, I'm going to keep the radio on at the gas station. Yeah. Everybody, everybody loves no effects at this. Ugh. It's just, <laughs> this I, it's just that Arco level. station. Just it's so narcissistic of like, hey, everybody, I'm this space belongs to me. That's I. This is a constant struggle that I have. Is that I'm 39, you're 38, mm-hmm. and we as comics exist in a world that's still propagated by. 22 and 23 year olds. Like I'm still out at night at bars. I'm still hanging out. Like, and I want to get mad at some of the behavior. I see. I'm like, no, wait, I'm the one who's too old to be there. Yeah. Like if you're 23, like, yeah, let's keep the radio on. If you're 17, keep the radio on at the gas station. That's course. I'm going to go, look at this fucking idiot. Like, no, I was that, I was that exact same person. Mm -hmm. And I have to keep myself in check. So often. yeah, I get it. I do have a theory though, that the louder you are, the dumber you are. Man, I'm real loud. Anybody just making a bunch of noise in public's probably an idiot. <laughs> Said as the uh, Republican National Convention is happening mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> I won't. I I don't even get into the politics. Yeah, who cares? I did something else. Did we? I don't know if we talked about the IQ tests before. We did, I think. Yeah, I think we touched on that, and you got really mad. Yeah, because I got it done, and then. Ever since I took that IQ test, I've only been noticing how dumb things are that I do. Oh, yeah? Like, just dumb. Like what? Like, just leaving my keys in my car Mm -hmm. in the ignition. In the (laughs) ignition. You know? And so now everything's highlighted. Like, yeah, because the test proved it. (laughs) Dumb because of that test. Ever since I took my test, I've noticed how annoyed I am that uh, everybody around me is not as smart as I am. Yeah, well, hey, let me tell you something, Dave. <laughs> it's my cross to bear. <laughs> oh, God damn that test. Nah. I'll take it I'll take it with more focus, but in enough times where I don't remember the answers, which being a dummy, it means right now. Uh, but I, 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 I'll do it again. No, I'm, I've, I'm always con- consider myself a dummy, but I think I have um, – I have functional intelligence. Like, I, you know, I'm not incredibly like simpler, smart. Simpler folks would call that common sense, Dave. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can just – I have intelligence that uh, day-to-day that uh, helps me out, helps me navigate this crazy world. I know where I live. Yeah. I know how to drive a car, work my telephone. <laughs> I can spell my name. I can write it sometimes. <laughs> what, uh, what's been up with you? What would you eat? Oh, man. Had a couple good chicken experiences this week. A couple good chicken experiences. Yeah, it's been a good chicken week. <laughs> You're on the boogie monster. Yeah. Uh, do you remember a couple months ago uh, you were on tour and you were going through Memphis? And anytime mm-hmm. my buddies are on tour, I, I, I feel obligated yeah. – uh, unsolicited, I will I will reach out and say, "Hey man, you got to eat at this place if you're in this town." That, that's appreciated. Yeah, well, I feel like some people gets on their nerves, but it's like hey, it's my it's my duty. Who who would be bothered by a yeah. nice tip? Yeah. in a sit in a strange land. I, I just feel like sometimes it goes unappreciated, but uh, not with you. Uh, you were in Memphis, and I told you you didn't get a chance to go by there, but I was telling you about mm. Gus's famous fried chicken. Yeah, maybe I don't want to say the best, but one of the best meals of fried chicken i've ever had the original uh branches mm-hmm. they got two of them in memphis but uh, every time i'm in memphis i check that place out well now they just yeah. opened one in los angeles los angeles hot spot now yeah yeah um and um very good went by there uh earlier this week had the three-piece dark it's spicy give me yeah give me what what makes fried chicken good because fried chicken to me is like mm-hmm. you like you can give me cold Popeyes, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, mm, 
fried chicken as a flavor in general is just pleasing. Yeah. Yeah, even bad fried chicken is, is still pretty good. Um, well, good fried chicken, it all starts with the chicken. You want to get, like, you want to go to a place that uses good chicken. Um, and I don't know all the details as far as, like, you know, what they're fed and the organic. But, like, some of the stuff you get, like, if you go to, like, the grocery store and the, and the deli and they're yeah. frying it up, a lot of that stuff's pretty low quality as far oh. as the chicken itself. I, I, I got to say, though, that was a treat when I first moved to L.A. is Albertsons would have, like... Eight pieces fri- for five bucks. Yeah, they would have that, and you can get a little potato salad, <laughs> and just oh, just yeah. having like a fried chicken fried after oh, a yeah. shitty week, and you're making like like minimum wage. Like I'm getting that chicken special. Yeah, there's something about like uh, when you go to the store and you buy an eight piece or a twelve piece, like it it feels like an investment. It's like, yeah. oh, this is a this is a major purchase. A big greasy bag. Yeah, this is going to sustain me for several days. Oh. Uh, well, most people, but me not. But uh, anyway, it all starts with just using good quality chicken, which okay. Gus's do. But then when it comes to fried chicken, it's all about how they batter it or flour it. The the flour, the batter, whatever. Um, you got to season the flour. You got to season the dry ingredients okay. beforehand. Crappy fried chicken is just. The, they they had the flour, the cornmeal, whatever the mixture is that goes unseasoned, and because once you fry it and it comes out of the fryer, you can't season it because it's just going to fall it's off. Dust up. Yeah, it's got. What do you do? You say you tell you got chicken. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Put in milk. What's your method? Yeah, uh, well, when I make fried chicken, I'll soak it in buttermilk for like overnight, mm-hmm. and then I'll have a a, uh, a mm-hmm. flour mixture, maybe two parts flour to one part cornmeal. And then I'll season that up really good with like some obviously salt, pepper, smoked paprika, maybe a little cayenne. Whatever. You ever get nuts? Like. You ever throw a little cinnamon on there? I've never done any cinnamon. What about some coffee? I do coffee on my smoked brisket. Okay, I'm yeah. just I'm throw. I got no knowledge. Yeah, I'm just no, throwing fine. out powdered yeah. things. No, that's good coffee. What, I use coffee on my brisket. What about some Ovaltine? <laughs> Never used Ovaltine. Dang. But long story short, it's All just right. how you season the flour. <laughs> you shut me down real good. <laughs> Oh, dumb dumb trying to talk about cooking. Will you ever put tang in your chicken batter, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> but Gus's was solid, and the sides were incredible. They had really good homemade mac and cheese. We had fried okra. We had fried green tomatoes. Can I get this joke oh, in there? You know, so what, you know what would happen if you put tang in your in in the in the fried chicken batter? Uh, something about the moon. It would make it out of this world. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Don't forget, this is a comedy podcast. That's pretty good. Yeah, That's pretty good. It's great. <laughs> so I highly recommend so, Gus's. Gus is fried. <laughs> so good. Uh, and if that wasn't enough, I found another place in Los Angeles. And I apologize for the people listening to this outside of L.A., but bear with me. This is where I live. This is where I, I eat. Honestly, if we're going to have to apologize to listeners <laughs> about the fact that this is allegedly a podcast about the paranormal and scary stories, <laughs> and every episode we've recorded so far has just been a half hour of talking about food, and then we meandered. But – that's the goal. The Boogie Monster is anything we want it to be. <laughs> and God forbid we find I, – I hope like maybe a half dozen people where all the topics we hit are their <laughs> interests. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. Like yeah. six people were like, well, I do believe in UFOs, but I'm also constantly looking for fried chicken in the greater Los Angeles area. Finally, a podcast – that speaks to my incredibly specific needs. You said it best. <laughs> you said it best in one of your live shows. I was you were doing a set somewhere, mm-hmm. and I was watching, and you said, "I'm willing to lose most of you to gain a few of you." Mm-hmm. 
and I was like, that makes great sense. So that's kind of what we're doing. It's here. At what, when you see a comic and they make a joke that's so specific that not, not a lot of the audience knows it, but then the ones who do know it are like, oh, fucking like what Comic Con it what like oh, but we're nerds, but comics. There's a little convention for us, and yeah. now it's this huge thing. That's what's going to happen with us. Yeah, the comedy fan cr- fried food paranormal <laughs> crossover audience. Oh, man, I'm tailor-made for this. This is great. Uh, anyway, real quick, my second chicken experience. Oh, yeah, we got two chickens. And I've been wanting to go to this place for a while. Those uh, Poyos. My buddy Dave Clock, who's mm-hmm. a fantastic artist. Does who actually, uh, almost all the Meltdown posters. All the Meltdown stuff does our artwork. Um, yeah. And uh, great dude, great artist. He he lives near a place, and he was like, hey, you ever heard of this place? There's a place near me, and it's a yellow building, and it just says fried chicken. And I was like, no, I haven't, but you've piqued my interest. So I did a little research. Yellow building. It says fried chicken. Yeah, it's a yellow brick mm. building, and the sign just says fried chicken. Interesting. So it's a, it's a new bar called Crawford's, kind yeah. of a dive bar. Uh, well, it's it's a it's kind of a hip bar that's supposed to look like a dive bar, but yeah. hey, whatever. You know, do your thing. Uh, but it's a bar that serves fried chicken. No other food on the menu. Like no, all I mean they have. Uh, you can get a side of baked beans, coleslaw, and then they have this crazy good French onion dip with some ruffles, potato chips. But the the whole point mm. is the fried chicken. So dive bar with like really cheap, good cold domestic beer, and then you get an order of chicken. It's like eight bucks. You get uh, three pieces and a side for eight bucks. Excellent. Crawford's in L.A. It's a uh, Rampart at Beverly. This. What I know about Crawford's, I haven't been there yet, but Matt Bronger, good friend, hilarious comedian, <clears throat> went there, and he's and he just I get a text like, "Hey, remember that kind of spazzed out guy we used to do comedy with back at the Derby? Like right when Bronger and I moved to L.A. at the same time, two thousand three, uh-huh. and that's back when the Derby, which is now a Chase Bank, but the Der- it's just, uh, for more." specific la folklore like in swingers swingers was shot all through los fields mm-hmm. in that area but the like where they're the end scene where he's dancing with heather graham that's in the the derby which was the brown derby moved which was where it's at hillhurst and uh uh, uh los fields boulevard okay oh, where it is right by right by uh china palace and everything gotcha and it's they preserved they were gonna turn the building down they preserved it because it was one of the only wooden domed buildings but it's a chase bank and I go in there like oh man I did so much I did so many drugs in this chase bank back in the day <laughs> um, but a guy that ran a show there he's a super fun dude he's like I'm like oh Matt Matt Dittman and uh, he's like yeah that's the guy he's like yeah he owns Crawford's chicken and I it was weird because I just didn't know what happened to that guy. I drove by a bar he used to work at in Burbank. I'm like, I wonder what happened. Like, I haven't been here for 13 years. Like, I wonder what happened to some of those guys I used to hang out with back in the day. And he's uh, apparently one of the guys that runs that bar. Like, could not be happier because he was the sweetest dude. And he was just a fun, funny guy that we'd hang out with uh-huh. and drink and, and do shows with. And I just didn't know what happened to him after a while. Wow. And it turns out he's still here and he's got a... Uh, uh, a fried chicken bar. Good for him. So well, I got to go say hello to him and have some of that chicken. Talk about a plan B. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if my career doesn't pick up, that's exactly what I'm going to do. I think his plan do. B is getting more <laughs> Yeah, is getting more hot gossip than anybody's plan A in this town. So. Man, what a great idea. A bar that sells chicken. Yeah. Wonderful. I, I, so, yeah, highly recommend Crawford's. Highly recommend Gus's. Gus's probably has about 
10 or 12 locations all over the country. Started in Memphis, but uh, I think there's some in Arkansas, Oklahoma, but uh, there's one in L.A. right now. If you fry chicken in the oil and then you don't clean that oil and you put you keep frying chicken in it, does it become like super flavorful or does it get shittier? If it's just chicken. If it's just chicken. That's a great question. Like what? You know, because you're kind of... It's like the op- it's the opposite of distilling. Mm-hmm. It's infu- <laughs> which I guess would be infusing. You're infusing fried chicken with more fried chicken flavor. So essentially, you can create like the omega chicken, like yeah. like just the the. I just I'm just putting it out there. I'm just you it's know I'm idea. not I'm not the chef of the two of us, Dave. <laughs> I'm the one saying rub some tang on it and then fry it until it's fry. You know, just infinity loop that fryer. This <laughs> Mobius strip a piece of chicken. Oh man! Can you double fry something? Oh yeah, yeah, you can do that. What do you double fry? Uh, a really good French fry is double fried. Who does Who does double fried French fries? Outback Steakhouse. I used to work there. Uh, really good French fry. I got no problem with Outback, except they sound like they're making fun of Australian people. <laughs> and they, like even as an American, and you listen to their ads, like you're making fun of Australian people. <laughs> and also, Outback Steakhouse sounds like a name for a butt that you're eating. <laughs> got right up in her Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the time I had an Australian dude in my in my van when I was lifting, and uh, he was visiting from <laughs> Australia. And he goes, um, we're just making small talk. And I was like, how, how do you, how do you like your uh, stay here in L.A.? And he goes, ah, oh, man, it's been great. Hey, real quick, you ever eat at Wendy's? And I go, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I eat at Wendy's all the time. <laughs> he goes, oh, my God, I went there yesterday. Massive hamburger. <laughs> I fucking love Wendy's. Massive hamburger. And then he followed up with loads of flavor. <laughs> and I almost wrecked the van. I was laughing so hard. This dude was so excited about Wendy's. What? what? And you know what? You know what I think it is? I think it's like some weird – like if you travel outside of America, redheads take so much shit. Yeah, really? I feel like it's this weird pent-up like racism that they can't unleash socially so it all gets put on in redheads. <laughs> Like, no, I, I have no problem with anybody of any other right. These fucking gingers. And people go ape shit on gingers in Australia and England. Like, look at the fucking ginger. Like, like here, like, I unless I'm missing it, like, maybe I get teased a little bit. But then, all right, yeah, red-haired guy. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. You know? And uh, so maybe he was so surprised. Like, maybe he was like, I'm going to be open-minded. Yeah. I'm going to eat at the Redhead's restaurant today. <laughs> I'm really going to try some different people's type of food. And it turns out they do know what they're doing over there. Oh man, my and sister I, won't eat. My sister won't eat it. She won't eat square burgers. What? Nothing to do with the flavor. Just a weird. Wendy's one of the best fast food burgers on I the market. You don't have. You don't have oh, to look at me. Love Wendy's. Like I share the same views, but square burgers freaks her out. I don't know. That's weird. Wendy's and White Castle. Hmm. I do like White Castle too. I, I don't like it. I but I do. I don't. But it's not like, would you eat White Castle in the middle of the day? Sure. Really? Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where I'm from in Georgia, we had we didn't have White yeah, Castle. Crystals. We had Crystal. Basically the same thing. But Crystal Crystal was good, man. I, I think it's subconscious, too. I think I like a high-volume hamburger. I like a hamburger, hamburger I can eat 10 of. 
Was that so all right? Well, cause, yeah. Okay. So, how many do you eat? Like daytime, how many would you eat? If I don't, if I'm not, if I'm just being a crave case, a whole crave case. No, nah, if I'm just, if I don't care about my diet that day, I'll, I'll order six, six with cheese. Really? Get, That's your go nuts is six. Yeah, get the old HD, the old half dozen. <laughs> I was, I remember coming back from a wedding drunk. Where my mom was, I was drunk. I think my dad was drunk, and my mom was driving, and we're in White Castle. And my dad's not like an outwardly funny guy. He's funny because just some of the stuff that he does doesn't intend. Like I think he's, I I'm sure he's not, but I thought he started smoking pot again. Cause my mom was just rambling in the car one day. What do you mean again? <laughs> I don't know what I could say. Here. Oh yeah, I don't. Want I think to he, just, he used to grow pot in the basement. What? His year, years. Your ago. dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Uh, yeah, he was, a, he was a fun dude. He's still, but so he, like one day he's looking out the window of the car. My mom's just talking about something forever, and just out of nowhere, he's like, he's like, "Look at the sky. It's like, it's like The Simpsons. <laughs> you know the beginning of The Simpsons? It's a Simpson sky." <laughs> and I was like, "Where is this coming from? You've been zoned out." And my mom's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" But we pulled in to a white castle, just leaving this wedding drunk, and just my dad was like, "I want." This and I want cheeseburger. I want two cheeseburgers. And mom's like, anything else? And another cheeseburger. Like he, ju- <laughs> he just he, he just fletched his order. But a funny. cheeseburger and a cheeseburger. Anything else? And another cheeseburger. <laughs> but just not being funny. Just like, yeah, I need more of those. But ordered three cheeseburgers individually by name. That's awesome. I would get. I I can't stop at six. Really. I would get, I think, eight minimum. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if I'd finish them. Mm-hmm. Is there anywhere where White Castles or Crystals isn't that people don't understand that they're about the size of a well, here, like two by two? They're like, in there's LA? White, there's White Castles. Where? I haven't seen one. They're around. Like up in the valley? I, I haven't seen one. I think more south. I think more towards Long Beach. Really? But a cra- you remember Crave Case? No. I think it was like two dozen, and it was a cardboard briefcase. Wow! Yeah, you can straight up briefcase full of sliders. Oh man, that's White Castle. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I would have noticed that at Crystal. Yeah, yeah, you get a, wow. a crave case slide, a case of sliders, mm. a little cardboard briefcase, show up to a man, party. That's a good Friday night. Man, they had oh, what they have now. They got little chicken waffle guys. Where White Castle chicken waffle? Yeah. Like a little chicken waffle sandwich, a little piece of chicken between two little waffles. Wow. Everything they make has to fit in those containers. Yeah. <laughs> so they're just like, all right, fucking, can we cram this in there? It mm-hmm. fits, but make it. Yeah. Steamed hamburgers. Yeah. That's off-putting, though. No, that's the thing, though. To the say bun. it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but the, the bun, the bun gets steamy, and then I, I, I can't speak for White Castle. I've obviously had White Castle, but I don't know it as as well as I know Crystal. But there's something, this sounds gross. You say it like a woman's name. <laughs> I don't know it as well as I know Crystal. Oh, Crystal. <laughs> Yeah, um, there's something about a crystal burger where that steamed bun meets the meat, and then it makes this. It doesn't sound good, but it is. It, it creates it this. It good. creates this gray goop. There's like this gray film. Yeah, I knew what you were about to say, <laughs> and it still it doesn't sound good, even oh, though I know what you're talking. But it about. is good. It's it's it's. There's this. Little thin layer of gray goop between the bun and the meat, and oh boy, that's you good. just you're get, we're gonna get sued by crystals now. <laughs> this, you're endorsing them, and they're gonna be like, please don't speak highly of us ever again. 
As a matter of fact, don't ever talk. <laughs> I'm Dave Stone for Crystal. <laughs> I know it looks like shit, but trust me, they're listen, tasty. Listen, man, if you just close your eyes and have an experience. I <laughs> uh, like that gray goop, dude. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I see, I would get, I get the jalapeno cheese, but the, it's steamed meat. And then the inside of a White Castle, everything's just hosable. It's like it's like a psych ward. It's like a psych ward. The whole inside of that restaurant could just be cell. hosed off. It's yeah, the drain that the floor kind of yeah, angles angled, downward. Yeah, it's angled. So you know you're in a shitty restaurant if you spill your drink and you don't all go the same direction towards oh, the drain. That's funny. Oh, shit. Oh, man. Speaking of psych wards, uh, well, that's not a good tie-in at all. <laughs> uh, well, we're going to talk about Men in Black for this episode. Men in Black. But that's... maybe some people are crazy that are seeing them. Ha <laughs> ha. There it is. There's your tie I love the Men in Black. Um, do you know what? Do you know who the Men in Black are? Well, uh, my familiarity is that there, and from our previous discussions, that they show up to investigate people that may have witnessed uh, UFO sightings. Yes. Uh, we've been... How are we hearing a fucking train siren right now? Yeah. We're not close to a train track. We're just the very mention of Men in Black, and now they're yeah. starting to... Dis- we're, it's By the way, they say anybody... And we'll get to this later, but they say anybody who speaks openly about the men in black whether it be like in a news interview newspaper whatever yeah. that that they're usually visited by them. i hope i pray to god that this episode gets, if you want it, it'll never visit. happen if you're if you're looking for it it won't get it it's like love dave mm. it's like love when uh, you le- i believe when in you the least, men in black when you least expect it. <laughs> i don't believe in love <laughs> What would happen if you're like talking to a girl that you're just clicking with and you're like, I think this might be the one, and then the men in black show up to question you? <laughs> <clears throat> Not now, you fucking eyebrowless blues brothers. I gotta <laughs> this this girl's passing the the whatever test from uh, that uh, movie from Brooklyn. Bronx ah, tail. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Man, she reached, over, she reached over and opened my door. Fizzling out on that one. I do exactly. She what reached you're over. About. She reaches over to lock your door while you're in the car because the men in black are coming. <laughs> Double down on that lady or fella in your life, listeners. <laughs> She doubles down to lock the car because the men in black are coming. That's, oh, man. Um, well, most people have heard of the term men in black because of the movies. Yeah. Uh, and which I uh, I don't know if I've ever seen those movies. I'm aware of them. I've probably seen – I've walked in the room when it's been on or whatever. But yeah. I um, – <clears throat> well, Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones. What, they make two or three of those? <laughs> Well, they made at least two. Uh, I don't know. Did, I, how, did, the, did the popularity of people seeing them in, in real life happen before or after this movie? I mean, a lot. What we were looking on YouTube was after. Yeah. But did the idea of them even exist before those movies? Yes, the idea okay. started in the fifties and maybe even the late forties. All right, let's get into mm-hmm. it. All right, the Men in Black are not the guys in the movies that. Well, I don't even know what their agenda was. Mm-hmm. They were policing aliens or doing something yeah like aliens lived among the human yeah race and so monitor them in the i guess if you can call it reality <laughs> um the reality of the men in black 
is the, a lot of people think they are a secret government agency. Um, secret meaning that the government will there are there has been proven secret government agencies for example um, the Delta Force yeah. Delta Force <laughs> is is an elite military unit uh, much like the uh, Navy SEALs or the Green Berets that go in and they're just the baddest of the badasses yeah. but in, in like there's been evidence that the the Delta Force exists, but if you ask the government, they'd be like, "What are you talking about? Uh, we don't know." There's I no, got no all your theories thing. are based around yeah. action movies. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, a lot of people think the Men in Black are a secret government agency, although not official, um, whose job it is to anybody who researches UFOs or people who have witnessed UFOs. Their job is to visit those people and silence them, whether it be through verbal intimidation. Or whatever the case may be, it seems that their whole function is to mm-hmm. shut people up who are talking about UFOs that they have seen. So, so it's almost like like how Scientology <clears throat> they send people out. If anybody speaks out against Scientology, mm-hmm. yeah, they have a team of people that intimidate them. Mm-hmm. And Men in Black, meaning the, apparently they all fit the same description. They're white males. Uh, they all wear they wear it basically look like Reservoir Dogs. Just wearing traditional yeah, reservoir dogs, black suits, ska black ties. fans, yes. Blues Brothers. <laughs> ska I mean, fans. it's all yeah, Blues Brothers. <laughs> so, so that's their purpose. The Men in Black, if if they are to be real, if you are to believe them, their purpose is to silence people who are yakking about UFOs. Now, that being said, there are two schools of thought on who the Men in Black are. Like I said. Some people think the men in black are human men who work for a secret government agency. Other people think that they might be aliens who are disguising themselves as government agents. Yeah. And 80% of the eyewitness accounts, I pulled that figure right out of my ass well, this via is a, the internet. This is a very scientific, yeah. factual podcast. But <clears throat> allegedly Zero about... speculation here. About 80% of the eyewitness accounts fall under that category of non-human, humanoid-like. Meaning, so many accounts, people will talk about, well, this guy visited me, and he was intimidating me, and he was telling me to shut up about this or that or the other. But he didn't seem real. A lot of people say that they have incredibly pale skin, incredibly smooth skin. Mm-hmm. Their face is hairless, zero facial hair, zero eyebrows. Uh, if they have head on their hair, some people have reported that it looks like a wig. They always, most of them wear like a fedora, the old Blues Brother fedora. That's, yeah, that's my problem with them being human. If they are, like, why would you send out a bunch of fucking rude boys if it's a military? group that's <clears throat> like that's where that makes it sensational uh-huh like if they're aliens and they yeah they just watched one movie uh-huh like they just got one specials album and they're like well everybody looks like this yeah so let's yeah but let's, also why would a human dress that way and present themselves that way why would a military group be obvious mm-hmm you know, yeah. unless unless it goes deep into disinformation, mm-hmm. like, can you believe these guys? And I'm feeding into it because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm wind up being a skeptic out of the two of us. But mostly just because if we both just sit here and agree, that's a boring podcast. Mm-hmm. But, is that, <laughs> but like that, if it's human, like, yeah, why would they both like, oh, yeah, we're both here to 
dissuade people from pursuing this subject even more. So we're going to dress in Halloween costumes yeah. and go out and talk to somebody. If anything, that <clears throat> just feeds somebody who did see something. And then I saw these guys in two suits, and I'm the one going, yeah, yeah, that's why I don't believe them. Yeah. So I could be part of the very thing they wish to have, mm-hmm. if it's human. If it is aliens, I want, like, why... I, I I always stop up on the alien thing, the aliens being here, where they had enough technology and this and that to get here, to research, to travel, and then they still went to fucking men's warehouse. Yeah, exactly. And like, what's the cheapest thing? Like, they walked in there with their nude alopecia bodies. Like, <laughs> what's, the, what's the cheapest thing you got on the rack? Yeah. And then they walked out like, all right, let's shut these people up. I agree. Um is for, yeah, it doesn't make sense that you have that much advanced technology, but yet you look so odd. And Because all these reports, there's just hundreds of eyewitness accounts yeah. of people saying they just didn't look human. They didn't have eyebrows. Um, they had weird skin. Uh, you could tell they were wearing a wig under their hat. Um, so, yeah, if you've got the technology to travel thousands of light yeah, years to come visit plugs. us. Get some plugs. Get some good plugs. Do, do a little more research. But yet, but yet that is the case. So many people report those characteristics. You know, weird skin, uh, huge eyes. Uh, there's one account in particular that you and I were watching on YouTube. Um, by the way, uh, if you want to YouTube some interesting stuff, YouTube, mm-hmm. um, The Real Men in Black Caught on Tape. There's a story... Uh, I think it was maybe 05 or 08, somewhere around there, in, around Niagara Falls. I don't know if it was the American side or the Canadian side. But there's a hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the manager at the hotel uh, the week before had seen a UFO. And he apparently was talking to a local reporter or whether it be newspaper or television or whatever. Anyway, one day he wasn't – it was his off day. He wasn't working. But one day uh, two weird dudes showed up at his hotel – and they were asking for this guy. Yeah. And the bellhop and some of the other people that worked there were just freaked out. They were like, "Who? what? No, he's not here. And they were asking. They were talking about conspiracies and governments and blah, blah, blah. And there's surveillance video footage of these two weird dudes walking in to this thing. And uh, it's, it's so fascinating. I mean, of course, any of this stuff on the Internet could be a hoax. But, like, these two dudes were, like, really tall. They were identical looking. Granted, it's not crystal clear footage. Yeah. It's, it's surveillance <clears throat> camera footage. But uh, my point is, in their, in the one of the employees' eyewitness accounts, everything I talked about with the weird skin and the weird eyes and blah, 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 but one of the things they said is they didn't blink. They said these guys, they talked to him for like 10 minutes, they didn't yeah. blink, and they seemed to be fascinated by mundane objects. They were talking about a pen. Uh, somebody had a pen, and they grabbed the pen, and they were just fascinated by it and looking at it the same way like a, a, a baby would look at a pen. Like, are, what is this thing? Are all these reports from America, from the United States? Most of them, yeah. There, although there are reports from, from Europe. Uh, but from other places where <clears throat> black suit, white shirt, tie, and a hat wouldn't look off-putting. Maybe, yeah. Like, so if people saw, saw UFOs in China, mm-hmm. is it still the same outfit? Good question. I don't know about China. There have been – there's one case there in particular. Reports of weird-looking people wearing uh-huh. different, more um, – uh, I forget the word I'm looking for. Local clothes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. I see what you're saying. You yeah, know? like if some – whatever the local garb more indi- is. And more indigenous, indigenous. clothing. Yeah. yeah. 
That I don't know. I, I I've done some research on this. There have I, there's a couple stories out of Scotland with the same descriptions. Other than that, I don't know yeah. about other countries and other places. But <clears throat> there are dozens and dozens of stories. Uh, the the first story that people that they think the origin story of the first time we ever heard of I, the the term wasn't coined Men in Black, but the first time. It was made public that like weird government type people were investigating people about UFOs. Was in uh, 1947. There's a guy named Harold Dahl, and uh, he was in the Puget Sound in Washington. He saw, he apparently saw six UFOs. He was out on the water, saw six UFOs. Uh, some one of them like kind of crashed, and like some metal debris fell out into the water, killed his dog apparently, injured his son. He talks about it, tells somebody about it. Like a week later, he gets visited by these weird guys in black yeah. suits. That was the first known report of a weird man in black. I, as far as, okay, men in black come along with the idea of aliens and extraterrestrials and UFOs. I, I, what, I'm, I'm basically announcing what we need to do for future episodes. <clears throat> but I would love to know about UFO sightings and the history of them outside of America. Because okay. so many That's of them. That's a great point. So many of them are, well, it happened and it all started in the USA in the 40s and 50s. And it's when America, like we poked the sky yeah. with missiles and all that stuff. And then the sky poked back. And even before that, like uh, Orson Welles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so the idea, like as soon as just the concept of human beings yeah, traveling into space, then that ignited it. And I want to know, like, is this just uh, – a mass case of human imagination being stoked by the reality of space travel and rocket ships and things like that. Can we go back before that and find it? You know, when, yeah. when, they, when they talk about how there's uh, evidence of Egyptians, you know, interacting. The hieroglyphics. The yeah, hieroglyphics showing that there's clearly, uh, you know, the evidence that, well, no, not clearly, I can't say that confidently, but that, that, that that's what I want to know about. It's either Egyptians or it's USA from the 40s and 50s. <laughs> Give me something where in between a language from, and I'm dumb, so I don't know how long ago, mm-hmm. you know, the, the pyramids and that alleged interaction mm-hmm. where we're looking at symbol. Who knows what the fuck they had back then yeah. that we think looks like an alien mm-hmm. and their little emojis. You know, they're cave emojis. Oh, see, clearly they saw aliens. Yeah. Where is it? You cave know, emojis. yeah, give me <laughs> give me some Knights of the Round Table alien experiences. Uh-huh. Give me some Christopher Columbus. What did he see? Yeah. Give me some other more diverse other parts of history that I'm not familiar with. But, I mean, how much of it do you hear? You know, in, in, in Asian cultures, I mean, I know South America and, uh, you know, more of those older civilizations, have, there's loose connections to some sort of alien activity. But it, all of this comes from when America entered into space travel, which I'm not negating that it can happen. It could uh-huh. be like, oh, shit, they they figured it out. Yeah. You know, aliens would be like, we've been watching you guys for a while. We did not think that you were going to get this far. Yeah. Into this. Yeah. You know, parents watching the kids like, uh oh, they Oh, they got our they got our internet password. We got it. okay. All right. Sit down. Listen. Well, one question I had 
in the context of the men in black is what's their motivation? Like, obviously, I mean, I just explained that, you know, they're trying to shut people up, but why, what do you care? What do you care if I saw a UFO and I'm talking about it? You know, why would the government care? Why would an alien care? That's why I think it's more disinformation. Uh Well, speak. Okay. To pin it on the current times, Hillary Clinton supposed to unleash some or just let like free up the files on UFOs. She made some passing comment. Oh, really? I didn't know about that. Yeah, she's like gonna be the first uh, acknowledge like or just uh, like let go of the files, like like open up the files on. Hmm. I don't know if she's entertaining somebody on a talk show or something, but every ridiculous podcast and stuff, I was like, Hillary's gonna tell us about the aliens. But then all those podcasts are also. Very right wing and stuff, so that it's ugh, ugh, it's yeah. gross. But <laughs> I guess, yeah. What? Well, they. I don't know, man. This one doesn't. I'm having a hard time getting behind this one because I want more evidence. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt that aliens and extraterrestrial and some sort of life form exists, mm-hmm. and that they have probably come down here and visited. But there's so much, so many convoluted stories that came about just from the 50s, like mm-hmm. in 40s and 50s, when America, most specifically America, everything started developing militarily, de- developing missiles, you know, nuclear missiles and all this stuff. We started shooting all this stuff into the sky, mm-hmm. and as 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 it got like, shoot it. We need missiles. We got to shoot all this stuff, and people saw that, and now it's. All these weird guys. And maybe so. Maybe that's what it is. Hey, okay, uh, you're on Men in Black duty. Maybe it's a military prank. Somebody saw a UFO. Shave your eyebrows. Go weird these people out. Put on the suits. And they're just getting hazed into some sort of, you know, maybe that's how you get hazed into the Navy SEALs or something. Like your final test. What are you going to do? I got to crawl under barbed wire again? No, no, no. You got to go talk to somebody who thinks they – remember how we shot that missile off? We tested that missile? Somebody thinks it's a UFO. So put on a goofy suit and go talk to them. <laughs> You know? Well, okay, earlier you were saying like – and I get the the point of none of this started being talked about until we started exploring space and yeah. you know all that. But, okay, the other side of that logic is, well, yeah, maybe that's why some of this stuff started. You know, mm-hmm. more UFO sightings, men in black sightings because prior to that there was no need to shut anybody up because we weren't in space we weren't exploring mm-hmm. we weren't doing anything but now it's like the aliens from their point of view it's like oh they're 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 coming our way they're onto us their technology is advancing we better step up our game and you know yeah. visit them and shut them up yeah you know but it's also how i look at like stories from then too also like a story from the 50s that's been retold and retold like everything now i know this sounds terrible but everything before the internet in a great way is also you can watch a video mm-hmm. and you can watch or you can read 20 eyewitness accounts and corroborate the facts between those 20 eyewitnesses of what's happening. So now anything before that, it's like the Bible. It's like, oh, it's just been told over and over yeah. and it's told to fit any storyline you want it to. If the government tells a story, it's so clear that it was a weather balloon. If mm-hmm. the farmer tells a story, it's so obvious that it was an alien. And looking back, like you have nothing to corroborate. Like, no, it, it, it was just up to the whim, the, the imagination of 
a, a, a new technology happening and the government wanted to keep it secret and it, it accidentally falling into the lives of regular civilians hmm. and those stories being told over and over again. But I, I want to believe in it. Yeah. But I, can't, I have to be skeptical first. Okay. You know? No, I get it. Well, speaking of the government uh, and their acknowledgement of it, um, in 1967, there was a colonel in the Air Force. This guy's name was George P. Freeman. And he made a statement. He was being interviewed by an author. P. Freeman. Yeah, George B. Freeman. Sorry. He was a colonel in the United States Air Force. And in 1967, he was being interviewed by some author. This guy had written, uh, his, I forgot the guy's name, but he wrote the mm-hmm. book um, about the Mothman, the Mothman Prophecies, the author of that yeah. book. Jeff Mothman. <laughs> Jeff Mothman. Anyway, um, this guy, Colonel Freeman of the United States Air Force, Air Force, uh, yeah, free whiskey at Kyle's house. Um, he said, he acknowledged that there were, in fact, several reports of mysterious men dressed in Air Force uniforms bearing impressive credentials from government agencies that were contacting and silencing UFO witnesses. And then he quoted, by posing as Air Force officers, they are committing a federal offense. We sure would like to catch one. So he was acknowledging, yeah, there's reports of guys posing as agents, but we don't know who they are and they're fraudulent. So F those guys. So posing, so possibly some division of the military posing as a different division, <laughs> posing as Air Force agents. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And this is a high-ranking official in the Air Force going, uh, mm-hmm. no, we don't know about those guys. So that, that lends more towards the these guys might be aliens theory. Just to add to, like, I clearly believe things are covered up. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not totally like, nope, the government's truthful and all this. <clears throat> I did a show in Texas, and one of the guys driving me to the show was an, like an ex-Navy guy, and his job was, <clears throat> I don't know, in, whatever it was in information, like destro- like getting rid of information. So, yeah, all the stuff that you think might, yeah, it's true. Like, oh, yeah, they shot down, they shot down United 93. Oh, really? Like, he yeah, admitted? Like, yeah, like that's, like, it's all, like, yeah, that's not something they want to admit. And even if they admitted it, would would Americans disagree with the fact that like, well, do we shoot down this plane with X amount of people on it, or watch it crash into a building and kill X more people? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're looking at numbers wise, <clears throat> you know it's it's a great narrative. The let's roll and that they take the bits. So that's from one guy, and who knows? Maybe he's just may. You know what? There's. As much as I want to believe that, there's also people in the world that just know they can get away with lying by saying, yeah, I'm in the Navy, so uh, I'm telling you the truth about this stuff. But I have no doubt that there's cover-ups, mm-hmm. <clears throat> routinely, that there's cover-ups. That the gov- but the men in black, I don't look, ugh, it's just... Well, it all goes back to... It seems too romantic. Well, and I say this about Bigfoot, like... There's so many eyewitnesses. Are they all yeah. wrong? Are they all yeah. lying? Are they all misidentifying? Like, a lot of them, yes. A lot of them are probably just full of shit. A lot of them are seeing things that they're not, you know, whatever. <clears throat> but all of them? Do you believe in horoscopes? I don't know. I don't know about that. It's a good question. Because that's in the newspaper for people. That's how many people <laughs> are entertained by that idea. Yeah. 
I mean, I've what never been it? into astrology and that type of but, stuff. Uh, but, but just only only devil's advocate here, which mm-hmm. I hate. Devil's advocate is always something like, oh, you really believe in something? Well, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what this conversation needs? A dickhead. Like, that, like I, I, I hate it. But for this, for the fact that we're having a conversation right now, and I'm, and I'm saying it to myself, too. I'm saying it to myself, like, oh, well, I don't think horoscopes, I don't put any weight in that, but... If people are looking for it, now it's in the newspaper. People and they read it, and then that oh, your day is going to be this, and then they'll maybe fulfill it. Horoscopes, I don't think. Well, now I don't know. I don't think they're negative mm-hmm. ever. Really, they might be a little bit ominous. Uh huh. Although I don't know, the misses started getting into tarot cards. Oh, really? And you know what it is? I think the thrill of when the tarot cards line up with how your life is going. Just once, you're like, oh, like any other card game. Yeah. <laughs> like any, like poker lines up once, and you're like, full house, and I won 300 bucks. I'm always going to play poker. Yeah. Because that one time. Yeah. For me, it's the one time I drank just enough and smoked just enough weed, and it was in the backseat of a car driving from the city back to the suburb I lived in, and whatever song was on the radio, I was like, this is the best possible combination of all things in the world and from 19 years old on i've been like well a little bit of this a little bit of that a little bit of this a little bit of that we're gonna get it back baby and (laughs) chasing that friendly yeah yeah just that one moment (laughs) but i like i wonder if just the idea like bigfoot and this and that like i'm somebody that's in the woods and i am kind of a person that Man, I really wish there was more. I really wish there was something mystical. Every time I'm in the forest, I know there's something else here because it's so big and I realize I'm so small. Same thing with aliens. Same thing with, like ghosts, anything. I'm so small. Mm-hmm. There's so much unknown out there. I really wish I could just get a wink from the unknown. Yeah. I wish I could just get just a little bit of a, Psst, hey, buddy. Yeah. And, oh, thank you because that makes my life, like it gives it, so much more meaning. Yeah. Well, it it's out there for me. It's more ghosts, and not even in a ooh, there's ghosts. Like just in the fact that I think when the energy of the human, uh, the uh, human being is extinguished on this plane, the electricity goes off and and exists in this, in a different plane. But that's how I feel. Like like. When you're saying, or are they all wrong? I think there's a lot of people, and it's a very X Files type of like they want to believe. And mm-hmm. I want to believe. I'll admit that. Yeah. You know. Now I'm going back on my earlier advice of when you want to see it, you'll see it. Yeah. So when you're looking for it, you won't find it. But when you want to see it, you'll see it. Man, I'm a complicated dude, Dave. I'm a complicated dude. Oh, man. It sounds like I'm contradicting myself, but you really got to listen to the semantics. You are a complicated dude. (laughs) (laughs) We got to go get fried chicken after this. Side note, speaking of ghosts, did you see the thing that came out this week? Just a couple of days ago, there was a viral video going around, and I'm sorry to bring it up when I don't know all the details, but something about- That's all I do on this podcast. I don't know where it was, but uh, just a couple days ago, it was all over the internet. Um, a guy died in a car or, or motorcycle accident. End and of it, story. And somebody <laughs> took a photograph of the scene, and you can see a human-shaped cloud, like ghost-like figure, drifting up from the from the motorcycle. 
And they're like, really? is this is this someone's soul? I didn't see that. Yeah, uh, look that up. I, I don't know what ghost motorcycle guy, whatever. <laughs> but like, there's a photograph, and it's. I'm from just a gonna wind up watching Ghost Rider. <laughs> it's tonight. from a distance, but you can see there's there's a snapshot of maybe ten feet above the ground from the motorcycle. There's like a a, a yeah. ghostly type spirit that's elevated in the air. <clears throat> see, I don't, and that's the stuff that like I'm. I'm Absolutely going to check that out. But that's even the stuff where I don't think – I think the reports of you know UFOs and stuff, like, we get informed by the idea that it might be circular or cigar-shaped objects. Mm-hmm. I was in San Francisco and I freaked out because I thought I was legitimately seeing – I was on my buddy's roof and I thought I was legitimately seeing UFOs. I'm like, oh my god, they're in a pattern – and they're moving in the same direction in a very close-knit pattern. And I sat there staring at him with a friend who's not into this at all. He's like, I don't know what the fuck that is right now. Then we figured out it was Chinese lanterns. They're tied together ah. far enough away where also I'm, you know, I can go on the computer. What do the, what if I see six things in a hexagonal shape, lights flying together? People are like, yeah, it's fucking Chinese lanterns. I can find that out right away. But if you have, just in that specific situation, new immigrants uh, to a city releasing, you laugh, You laughed at your own belch? You just laughed at your own belch, Dave? <laughs> no. Uh, that one tickled you inside and out, didn't uh, it? I'm still learning about my body. <laughs> oh, God. What a horrible thing that you made me imagine. <laughs> what a horrible... The uh, idea, just the, that's the idea. Learning about my body. I just... <laughs> I just imagine just someone <laughs> naked holding any version of human <laughs> fluids in their hands. Lick them and stick them, fellas. Well, uh, all right. we're in the laboratory. <laughs> just making all these references to your comedy. I do comedy. You do comedy, That's too. That's a funny bit you did, by the way. Yeah, I know how it goes, man. Kyle sticks Squizzlers up his butt. I never did that. I never put that mm-hmm. up my butt. <laughs> that. <laughs> they weren't right. Twizzlers, idiot. They were Red Vines. I'll try. I mean, I'm, all right. We'll get, we'll get into that. That's, yeah, that's for another episode. That's a different, I, didn't well, mean I mean, it does you. go into the alien thing of them always <laughs> wanting to look at your butthole. <laughs> I didn't mean to sidetrack you with my burp. What were you saying? I don't know. Some of that fucking Chinese. All right. Let me tell you one more story. <laughs> let me tell you another, another story about Men in Black. All right. Dan Aykroyd. We all know Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, he's one of the Blues Brothers. Funny dude. The guy who dresses like the Men in Black saw the Men in Black <laughs> or walked by a mirror. He did. He saw the Men in Black. All right. 2005, Dan Aykroyd sells a television show to the Sci-Fi Network called, uh, I think it was called Out There. And it was just uh, one of these, you know, kind of science-based, you know, unscripted reality Called Buy My shows. Skull Vodka. <laughs> and... Uh, it's all about UFOs and weird stuff, and it never saw the light of day um, because of this incident. All right, he's <laughs> he's 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 recording the show in Manhattan. He's on Forty Second Street at uh, I think Eighth Avenue, and that's where the studios were that they were doing the show. Whatever, this is two thousand five, I believe. They're recording the show. They take a break. He steps outside. He's outside on the sidewalk smoking a cigarette, and of all people, Britney Spears calls him. 
they are somehow friends because they're both celebrities. Britney Spears oh, calls right. them about this. wanting to do something about. I think they were both supposed to appear on Saturday Night Live or something. Anyway, that's this. not really relevant that he was talking to Britney Spears. But the point is, he's on the phone. <laughs> the he's story's the, already unbelievable. Exactly, I get it. But this is this is his words. I'm not making this up. Sure, he's on the phone <laughs> with Britney Spears. He's taking a break from his show about UFOs. And while he's on the phone... How Ford- close was Dan Aykroyd to just being Randy Quaid? <laughs> like, how close? I don't know the guy. I mean, you know, he, he seems to be doing better than Randy Quaid. Yeah, by a, how much? Nut job. Anyway, these yeah. are his, this is his account. All, All right. right. He's on the phone, smoking a cigarette. He's outside. He's 42nd Street at 8th Avenue, right in the heart of... Right near town, uh, Times Square, Manhattan. <laughs> Oh, he's, shit, two guys in suits. He's on the phone. Across the street, he notices a black Ford sedan. He didn't say what year. Like I don't know if it was an old one or a new one, but kind of like an undercover cop car. Black Ford sedan. He's on the phone. He sees a really tall dude in, a black, v. in a black suit and a black hat yeah. get out of the car, and apparently this tall, weird dude looks at Dan Aykroyd from across the street and gives him a real dirty look. And he's on the phone, and he's like, eh. and he just makes a mental note, like, geez, who's that guy? He turns away. He's still on the phone. And his account is, like, two seconds later, he turns back, and that car is gone. So that's his encounter with the men in black. And when he got, five minutes later, when he finished his cigarette, finished talking to Brittany, goes back inside, then he immediately gets the news from his producers or whomever, like, oh, yeah, by the way, the show's canceled. We're not doing the show anymore. So he, he's think, convinced he saw uh, no, a I man think, in black. No, I think he doesn't realize that people might be shocked at his current appearance. <laughs> <laughs> but he tells this story, and he says, I saw this guy, tall dude, black suit, black hat, next to a black car, gives me a dirty look. He literally says he turns away for two seconds, no, turns back, and the car is gone. No, He's advantage. No, none of this. None of this. You don't think so? A guy in a suit in New York City. A guy given a dirty look in New York City. A car that was there at one minute and then left in New York City. Two seconds, he says. Fucking no. <laughs> Fucking no. No, no. And why even tell people it was Britney Spears you were talking to unless you needed the goddamn Google hits? Fucking no. I like Dan Aykroyd's work. I'm a fan of his, but like cold bullshit, cold bullshit. On he this. says the car just disappeared. He's and he talks about he breaks Cars down the logistics. Do the, they drive he, away. No, he they says there's no corners. way. He say he says no. The car was parked. And the guy was outside of the car. He says, and he breaks it down. He's like, there's no way the car could have gone this way or that way in that short amount of time and, and disappeared. Oh, but he was talking to – Dan Aykroyd now was talking to Britney Spears in 2005. Did she lose her shit at that point? Was that bald-ass Britney Spears? And Dan Aykroyd's doing his nut job show about whatever, like, oh, I'm going to talk to this bald loony. And you're not you're, – oh, you're just like, oh, you know, I'm really distracted by a guy with a dirty look next to a car in New York City. Looney Britney Spears in the thick of a breakdown. Britney Spears, <laughs> I'm capturing with crystal clear detail the what's going on around me. Horseshit on Dan Aykroyd. That was a hail mary pass to sell his. And I, that guy, mm. God bless, God bless Dan Aykroyd for existing and all that he's contributed. Mm. But this. Take a break, Dan. Next week, I got a great story about Chevy Chase and a chupacabra. So we'll save that for Check, next week. See, it's all alliteration. <laughs> now you're just going with alliteration. All 
right. All right. That is the story. Let me tell you. All right. I'll try to speed through this. I know we're running out of time. Let me tell you another. Uh, there is no time. Apparently legit story. The All boogie right. monster dog. This shit goes until we get the answers we're happy with. All right. There's a Whether guy. Whether the listeners agree or not. There was a guy named Dr. Herbert Hopkins. All alliteration. Exactly. I think you're I think you're a men in black. <laughs> in nineteen seventy. I don't think you're a man in black, except you keep wearing the same t shirt with a huge hole in the armpit. They're better dressed individuals. Nineteen seventy six in Maine. There's a guy named Dr. Herbert Hopkins. I don't know what he was a doctor of, but he was uh, he was assisting in a he was investigating in a UFO abduction case. Some guy <laughs> got abducted by a UFO. And he was assisting and in, in, in researching and investigating this thing. Anyway, one night he gets a phone call. All right, he's in Maine. Gets a phone call right. from some dude who says he's with the New Jersey UFO Alliance or something. And uh, hey, Mister Doctor Hopkins, yeah, I'd like to talk to you about some of your research and findings. And he goes, uh, sure, yeah, come on over. And the, as the story goes, as soon as he hangs up the phone. He went to go turn the porch light on because I guess he thought the guy was nearby. And the guy's immediately at his doorstep. All right. So All right. now there's this weird man in black immediately. And this is 1976. This is pre-cell phone. So like, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, do that math. Immediately this guy just shows up, like within seconds, shows up at his door. He lets him in. They talk for about 45 minutes about the case that he's researching. He says there's nothing too ominous. But again, his description of this guy is incredibly bizarre he talks about the smooth skin no hair no eyebrows uh the suit the hat everything also guy the guy he's talking to the man in black he's this is his report clearly wearing some sort of red lipstick that's covering up just a slit a little slit he didn't have a mouth he had like a little slit in his in his face that was that was surrounded by red lipstick, <laughs> and he just talks about what a bizarre encounter that uh, that he had with this guy. And then the guy, when they they leave, this is the crazy thing. When about oh, 40, this this is the crazy. Yeah, part. this is the crazy thing. When, when the totally the, sucked his dick. The meeting ended <laughs> with the dude <clears throat> apparently started to speak really slow, and he said something like, um, "Running out of energy, must go now. Goodbye." He says his speech slowed down, very robotic. He's like, uh, running out of energy, must go now, goodbye. And he just walked off, and he, he left in the opposite direction from which he came. So he left, like he came one direction, left another, and then like after the fact, he's like, what the hell was that? Talks about just how bizarre this guy's appearance was. And at the end of the conversation, before the robotic battery meltdown mm -hmm. uh subtly intimidating him telling him he needs to go ahead and destroy all the evidence and all the research mm -hmm. so that's uh that's one of the more notable encounters of men in black i want to see the link up between you know i would love to see when these stories and allegations come out between i go my conspiracy is that the government it's government like like manchurian candidate mk ultra shit mm-hmm yeah. When did it control. correspond? Yeah. When did it correspond with mind control, LSD, and all this stuff? Giving unsuspecting people LSD and see what happens. Yeah. And then what they think they saw, and then that's the government. Oh, we didn't give anybody anything. That's that's the thing I would like to magically appear. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening and you know about these things, send us a link. Yeah. Because clearly, you you do research, Dave. I don't look up. I just come here and I. I wouldn't call it research. It's just well, you looked up stuff. I was just playing drums. <laughs>
Well, um, I was, I was, I, I'm happy with this one. Yeah, I, this is we one of the micro, topics. And we use real microphones, so it should sound better. And yeah. then we got into Men in Black. I, I still think my, my theory is that possibly a government prank. Government prank. How many? St- I mean, you said there's hundreds of stories. Hundreds, hundreds. I think I think it's uh, you got to put the suit on, shave your eyebrow. I think it's yeah. a hazing move. <laughs> Go fuck with somebody who thought they saw UFOs because the government knows the government knows when they shot a missile and that they people are going to think it's UFOs. They take the nuttiest phone call and they t- send two new recruits out. Shave your eyebrows, dude. You're getting it. Well, and if you break or do anything, you're out. So it's a serious prank. Just a theory. I'm putting a theory out. The whole point, my whole agenda with this episode is, like I said before, apparently anybody yakking about UFOs or men in black or whatever, most of them will receive a visit. Well, we're yakking. Yeah. Hey, men in black, I'll give my address out. I don't care. Come see me. how, How awesome would that be? How awesome would that be if next week I come back and I go, Kyle. What, you ain't gonna believe this. What if what if you give your address out and they show up and you're not home but singer's home and they walk out like that guy's fucking weird. <laughs> oh my god. Ryan Singer, our friend Ryan who runs uh, who is uh in charge of me and Paranormal You. Yeah, we were just on cast. his podcast. We were on his podcast. Yeah, me and Paranormal You. What if Singer's the one who finally weirds out the men in black? Oh my god. Oh, can I tell you another quick story? <laughs> What are the odds? I've got another Lyft Australian guy story. This happened. There's a few of them. This happened two days ago. Australians. Two days ago, I'm driving Lyft. Pick up this Australian dude. Not the Wendy's massive handbagger guy. Massive flavor. Loads of flavor. Another Australian guy. He initiates a conversation about stand-up comedy. I didn't didn't initiate it. I didn't tell him I was a comic. Just somehow he started talking about stand-up comedy. He knew who you were, by the way. Well, I'm pretty he's, famous, he's Dave. A, he's a fan of Kyle Kinane. Uh, <laughs> I'm dro- pretty famous, Dave. That's <laughs> you, that's your barbecue name. Not just famous, Dave. You're pretty, pretty famous, famous, Dave. He, this guy starts talking about stand-up comedy. He's dropping a few names. He likes Maria Bamford. He likes Paul F. Tompkins. He mentioned you. Then I swear to God, unsolicited, the guy goes, you know, actually, the funniest <laughs> bloke I've ever seen... I don't remember his name, but I saw him here in Los Angeles a couple months ago. I don't remember his name, but this bloke totally deconstructed his obsession with milkshakes. And I immediately was like, what the hell? And I said, did he have curly hair? He goes, yeah. I go, and I, pull, I had just happened to have Ryan's new CD right in my side pocket. I pulled it out. I was like, is it this guy? He goes, yeah. What are the odds that this dude, this stranger, would just start talking about Ryan Singer, my roommate? Well, and Singer's getting his, oh, man. He's Good for him. His. Totally deconstructed his obsession with milkshakes. The funniest <laughs> part of that story is your Australian accent, by the way. Loads of flavor. We should do a live episode from Outback Steakhouse, and then you recount these stories, and nobody will care because nobody Australian is eating or working at an Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, speaking of stand-up comedy, we've got a new feature that uh, we want to promote. Plug somebody. E- each episode. we got Comic of the Week. You're a comedian. I'm a comedian. We're not necessarily talking about comedy, but what the hell? I'm such a fan 
of uh, of stand up. Boogie monsters, whatever he wanted to be, man. Such a fan of stand ups, and of course, there's a ton of great ones, a ton of famous ones. But let's 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 shine a light on some up and comers that uh, if you don't already know, you should go check out. Comic of the week this week, uh, Aparna Nancherla. Uh, I love Aparna. Oh, Aparna. Do you know, hey, you know Aparna? Aparna's been killing me for years. Aparna's man. been, she's so funny. Nancherla. Nancherla or Nancherla. I know everybody mispronounced her name. Nancherla. Aparna Nancherla. If you don't know her, uh, look her up. She's done Conan a couple times. I yeah. think maybe she did a half hour. I'm not sure. She just put out a brand new album. It's called Just Putting It Out There. So it's on iTunes. If you don't know her, check out Aparna if I Nancherla. I can ruin one of her jokes, and it's a joke after my own heart, because it's got loneliness and pizza and a perfect <laughs> two-line joke. Yes. And it's just, if uh, what it, all, 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 all pan pizzas are personal if you cry while you eat them. I, was like, <laughs> I, I heard that. I was like, that's, that's a perfect joke. Uh, that's, that's a perfect joke. She's so good. <laughs> she's so funny. Um, not necessarily a one-liner comic, but kind of in the vein of just gets right to the heart no, of the she, funny. There's just, no fat There's no fat on her set. No fat on those jokes. So Aparna Nancherla, check her out. Uh, new album, Just Putting It Out There. It's on iTunes. So that's our that's our new feature, Comic of the Week. Uh, yeah, each week we'll, we'll plug week, a comic. Something you're hyped about. Just as far as what I'm hyped about... Um, uh, the new Diarrhea Planet album. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That People sounds like know. a made-up band name. Yeah. I know well, it's not. Listen, but. most of the things we talk about are made up <laughs> on this podcast. Uh, Diarrhea Planet. Hard to wear a t-shirt by them, but God damn it. Turn to Gold, I think, is the album. Uh, and it's not even new. It's, it, it came out like a month and a half ago, but I just got it. So it's great. Cool. Rock and roll, upbeat, rock and roll. It's a six-piece band. Nice. Uh, drums, bass, and then four guitar players. And it's fucking awesome. Because the thing about like pop punk <clears throat> and everything, it always frowned on anybody doing anything with guitars. Like, ooh, be it, like flashy guitar solos in mm-hmm. response. To, like, oh, nobody does flashy. And these guys just shred all over the place. And if they're, even if it's a dick off finger tap solo, it still sh- needs to be in the song. It's not. It's not jerking off. It's like, oh, actually, you're just making a sound with an instrument that sounds real good and it goes with the rest of the song. It's not you trying to be flashy, look at me, because there's four guitar players. So it's not one of them standing out. It's great. Cool. Put it out there. That's my heads up. That's awesome. That reminds me real quick. uh, You and I both, we'll we'll, we'll get together and go out to concerts, you know, every so often. We've seen Mm -hmm. a bunch of shows together. And uh, (laughs) last week we were supposed to go to a show. I forgot who it was. We were supposed to go to a show, but you canceled. Because you texted me, quote, got a hold of some bad mayonnaise. So we, we didn't get to go see our concert Where, when, that night. Wait. It was a couple weeks ago. You you said, I I can't go tonight. Got a hold of some bad mayonnaise. So well, just, you know, get your priorities in order. Well, my priorities was using that mayonnaise yeah. for something. I, I think we've talked about mayonnaise every time. I'm, I'm like... <laughs> All right. I don't, so, listen, I'm got, I don't believe in expiration dates, all right? On the days I'm, we want to go see a show, how about laying off the miracle? I'm a, I'm a holistic eater. <laughs> and I believe that the spirit that the food is infused with will guide me to the right path. But listen, people people throw up after ayahuasca. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't mean that the journey wasn't rewarding. Uh, that's, how I look at, <laughs> that's how I look at my dairy products, you know? <laughs> Oh man, what's up? You know what? I'm really happy with that joke. I hope people made it the 70 minutes into this podcast 
and I hope I don't delete it accidentally oh, like I did episode funny. three. Plug our stuff. What's our social media stuff? Ah, uh, god damn it, man! I every, forgot. Every time you forget. Well, if you want to search for it, the Boogie Monster is spelled B O O G I E. It's the Boogie Monster. Uh, Boogie at Boogie Monster on Twitter. No uh, vowels. <laughs> I think. B O O G. That's okay. That, well, because us. all right. <clears throat> to be honest, we've been stockpiling recordings, mm-hmm. so we haven't gone live with anything yet. Mm-hmm. So whether this comes out first or fifth or wherever, we haven't been live yet. So we're not necessarily going to the to the social media. Which the uh, the Facebook page Boogie Monster. That's you could find it, the Boogie Monster. It's listed under podcasts on Facebook. And if you have anything we you want us to research or talk or you know make fun of. Uh, stories, <clears throat> let us know. And especially, I want—I definitely want to get into urban, local urban legends. That's what's interesting. Everybody knows these massive conspiracies that are going on. Uh, you know, we could talk about broad topics, but I would love very specific, very rich, specific urban legends. I know I have some from uh, just the suburbs of Chicago that I'd like to get into. Mm-hmm. You're from uh, outside of Atlanta in the south. No shortage there. Yeah. Uh, and if anybody listening has something they want to just, hey, take a look at this. What it might take five minutes. It might be uh, forty-five minutes. Also, um, uh, if it's uh, chicken related, yeah, chicken or, or food, barbecue. food or Any food or urban legends, food, food and monsters. <laughs> and God, God help you if you found a haunted, delicious restaurant. We might have to book a tour. Oh boy, the that's best, the best go- of both worlds. Yeah, that's it. Anything to plug? Now I got. I mean, I, I don't know. Tour dates, whatever. I'll plug this real quick. I got some good news this week. Yeah. Um, don't have a specific date, but sometime in September, watch a travel channel. Yeah, you're gonna see my new show. Got a yeah. TV, got a TV show. They've got a TV show. If you yeah. thought he's excited about chicken just through his voice, wait till you see his face. <laughs> uh, they think it's gonna be September 10th. I'm not sure, but I'll, I'll update it when we get the exact date. But uh, travel channel, look for a cheat day chow down. Cheat day chow down. Cheat day chow down. Myself and uh, my great friend Dave Stone. My great friend Lisa Best. Uh, she and I travel around and we just eat a bunch of food. And uh, they made a TV show about it. So God bless America. Yeah, I don't want to give it away. Can I say grilled cheesecake? Yeah, yeah. We we uh, pilot episode. We we eat a grilled cheesecake. I know it's hard to believe after hearing Dave talk about uh, <laughs> all the organic farming he likes to partake of at the beginning of the episode. But yeah, look look out for Cheat Day Chowdown on Cheat Day Chowdown. Yeah, this uh, this could be my this could be my way out of Lyft. Oh so. God! Look, everybody, please watch <laughs> Cheat Day Chowdown. Although I'm going to miss your encounters with Australians <laughs> that lo- that love loads of flavor. <laughs> yeah, they constructed this handbag. <laughs> oh man, well, mm-hmm. that's it, buddy. We did it. Yeah, good job. And there might be a theme song at the end of this, or it just ends. Who knows? Boogie Monster Podcast. Kyle Kinane, Dave Stone, thank you so much, uh, and bye-bye. Adios.